Hello, my brilliant minds. My name is Amelia Ray, and I officially welcome you into a brand new series, The After School Academy, a four-part special jam-packed with fantastic tips, insightful chats, and great vibes, where we get to spend time and hang out every Thursday from 5 p.m. in September. Today, in part one of our four-part series, I am delighted to help you kickstart your new academic year with a topic so many of us adore, and some of us even travel for it. Perhaps you guessed it, we are delving into the delicious world of food. Ah, oh, yes, food. So are you ready to unlock the secrets to fueling your body and mind for success? Well, hang on tight, because today we are riding off into the land of functional nutrition. But wait, what is functional nutrition? Let us invite our very own expert on board to answer all of your questions, guiding us towards better food habits in our daily lives, and giving us that supercharge so we can create more heartfelt memories with our loved ones, go on adventures, reach our goals, or tackle any challenges that we may face with fortitude and grace. Please welcome Tammy Sang. Hi everyone, I'm Tammy. Um, I am a nutrition chef. So I am a certified holistic nutritionist and also a professional chef. And when I first started in this industry, I thought it made no sense to me why nutrition and the food business were separate. Then I'm a big proponent of clean eating. So what that means to me is limiting synthetic chemicals, increasing nutrient density for most of our bites. And I often work with a lot of organic and even zero pesticide farms in Hong Kong. Amazing. So now that we have our expert on board, let's get our first burning question from our students answered. What is functional nutrition? So essentially functional nutrition is a science of how the entire body as this one amazing, almost miraculous connected system, right? And how we then use nutrition. So nutrition basically just means all the goodness from food, from nature to nourish the system. Now that we have a snapshot of what functional nutrition is, let's bring this back to the new academic year that has just begun. So how can students use nutrition to optimize their memory and learning? So I'm a big fan um, of Dr. Drew Ramsey, and he has identified 12 essential nutrients for overall brain health. I'll just name them briefly for you. Like they are folate, iron, omega-3s, magnesium, potassium, selenium, B1, vitamin A, vitamin B6, B12, vitamin C, and zinc, and not to forget those good bacteria's probiotics, right? Now, what does that all actually mean? All of these nutrients comes from eating good, clean food. And we're really talking about whole foods here and having a balanced diet. And ultimately, there's another, there's one last, there's one last important neurotransmitter, which is acetylcholine, which is key to memory and learning. And a lot of that comes from really healthy pasture-raised organic eggs. So include eggs in your daily diet and it's really good for helping you with learning and memory. Ah, so that sounds simple enough. So we can do scrambled eggs, boiled eggs, sunny side up and omelettes and you name it. But what did Tammy mention about 12 essential nutrients? Well, if you missed that, head on over to our website for the playback to take notes. And speaking of which, all that information and food, what about brain fog and fatigue? So um, you put, it's such a really good point about brain fog. Um, that is our bodies talking to us and our bodies are constantly talking to us. For example, um, you know, in Hong Kong, it's very typical that we would have a, you know, a lunch box, a lot of white rice with either a roast meat or, or, you know, something that's very heavily soft, right? And right after that, we find that we find ourselves wanting to fall asleep at our desk. That fatigue is a sign that our blood sugar is not balanced. 
And to balance our blood sugar, the first step is, you know, to learn what macronutrients are, what carbohydrates are, proteins and fats, right? Carbohydrates is actually not just starchy grains, which a lot of people, which is what a lot of people believe. It's also vegetables. So a simple strategy to start personalizing our nutrition is to look at our plates and each time we're eating, it's 50% carbohydrates, which is our vegetables, as well as those starches, 25% protein and 25% healthy fats. So start with that. If your plate has that simple strategy every time, and, and then we monitor how we feel. And if we are still feeling quite a lot of fatigue, we can decrease the carbohydrates a little bit, increase on the protein and fat, and just adjust at each meal by listening to our bodies and using this basic strategy. Now that right there is the golden nugget and a wonderful reminder. So essentially, we need to reprogram our former conditioning to learn how to listen to ourselves, trust our bodies to know what it needs, and support it in ways that we can with food or other things that we input into our system. And isn't that incredibly true for so many areas of our lives? But how about sustaining our energy? Let's try to understand this a little bit more. To sustain energy, what that really means is managing our blood sugar levels. So that's including, you know, good proteins and fats in our snacks as well, right? So, you know, when you go to a supermarket and, or a convenience store, you go to the snack aisle, so much of it is actually very, very carbohydrates heavy. Um, so a good snack would be like, you know, including nuts and seeds and whole fruits that are high in fiber and, you know, high quality fats like avocado or coconut based snacks. Fantastic. So on the topic of snacks, my personal favorite includes dried fruits, super easy on the go, a source of fiber, and a perfect alternative for anyone who has a nut allergy like me. But what about everything else that is found in convenience stores? Uh, when we're eating the snacks from there, all this processed food, what we're doing is that we're eating a lot of empty calories. And so that takes us on a roller coaster of feeling full and then feeling hungry very, very quickly. And that feeling of that roller coaster is actually a reaction in our, in our blood sugar balance. Over time, that can become insulin resistant and it's one of the preconditions to diabetes. So when we go to the convenience store, how do we choose the best out of the bunch, right? I try to find something that's high in protein. If it's not nuts and seeds, then, you know, there are some um, more, more seafood and meat-based snacks. Um, even though they're not the healthiest option, they do bring some balance. Or sometimes we could find some um, healthier vegetable chips, dehydrated vegetable chips. Those are also better options than your regular potato chips as well. What about popular favorites like bread buns, Swiss rolls, fish balls, and dim sum? So in the typical um, snack shops, um, the dim sum is usually quite high in synthetic chemicals and also refined flours, refined sugar, and refined salt. Um, but often there are other choices of real foods in there as well, like white turnip. So what I try to do is if I'm getting uh, fish balls, I like to match it with also a selection of some real food from these snack shops as well. So really, we can treat it like a fun game of mix and match as well as I spy something processed. Yeah, I think it's um, I think a lot of it is about learning what processed foods actually are. So even though fish balls, they seem like it's a real food, the manufacturing process is that it's picking a little bit of real food and mix it with a lot of synthetic ingredients to make this. So as students, as students go on, they can start to recognize which foods are processed and which ones are real foods. So for example, like I said, the white radishes are real food, but even some of the cuttlefish, um, even though it's been, even though it's been treated, it also is still a real food. So it's learning to recognize that and then matching those together will make it easier to make good choices. Right. Now you get the picture, but what about tackling that sweet tooth? So with sweets, um, I love the idea of matching real fruits, real whole fruits with some organic peanut butter. For example, for my son, when he would like something sweet and he really wants a snack, I would have some um, homemade ice cream or something that's even easier, which is like orange juice and yogurt mixed together and frozen into an ice pot. 
for a hot day as a really, really good snack. And you know, I think what it, so what it, what it does mean is that it's eating more at home. It is unfortunately a little bit hard to find when you're on, when, you, when you're on the go. So when you're on the go, um, if there is nothing else available and especially, you know, like you, if you are um, allergic to peanut butter, a piece of whole fruit is great. Um, it's filling, it has fiber, it's nutritious and it's tasty. Amazing tips. Now let's dive a little deeper and talk about the unavoidable. The mums, dads, and most of all, the aunties and uncles that use sweets to bribe children into good behavior. What can we do about that? I completely understand this conundrum being a mum of two young kids. And um, what I've done is I've found a compromise. So I try to uh, limit it only doing it when I absolutely, absolutely need to, because, you know, bribing kids with food is a learned behavior that's, that stimulates a reward pathway in their brain. It's a learned behavior over time and, and, and it can put us into some real, you know, free trouble when we are, uh, you know, in our adulthood. So what I do is that I offer healthy snacks. So I keep healthy snacks at home. So one of the things is, um, you know, as I, as I mentioned earlier, yogurt and orange juice, ice pop or homemade ice cream. These are some great homemade sweets that that can be given. But also um, for convenience, we can go to the supermarkets and choose some whole grain crackers. Some of these whole grain crackers can be um, matched with cheese, which gives it a really nice savory note. It takes less than a minute to put together. So what we look for on the packaging is as little ingredients as possible. We look at the ingredient list and someone would say, okay, made with organic brown rice and quinoa. If these are the only two ingredients, that's a good cracker. For those that are not allergic to nuts and seeds, can also be looking for similar crackers, but with multi-grains nuts and seeds inside as well. Okay, now let's take this to the students, parents, individuals, professionals, and aunties that are listening in and decided, I'm ready and committed to changing my habits for more efficiency for the week, for my health, for my learning, and for my family. What can we say about meal prep on Sundays? You know, earlier we were talking about having the balance of macronutrients, carbohydrates, proteins, and fats. And so let's say on a Sunday, we can be prepping food items that fall into these three categories. So for carbohydrates, I really like to have whole grains in the fridge. So whole grains would be something like brown rice or whole grain noodles. This is something that we can just throw into a rice cooker or a pot, very easy to keep in, in the fridge. Protein, I would always do some um, high quality meat like chicken, for example. I would get either organic or pasture-raised chicken. We can um, you know, put some in the oven or just you know, simply pan fry it. And also, and not to forget, lots and lots of vegetables. Lots of vegetables that include both crunchy vegetables as well as um, root vegetables. So some easy ones are like broccoli, cauliflower, and uh, and, and pumpkin and these are the things that we could cook ahead of time and the, and then putting together a meal of these three things together is already a really good start for our students to have a healthy lunch. Okay, now that we have all our serious committed listeners all covered, let's bring this back to the very beginning where some of you may probably be thinking, hang on a minute, all I want to be is good at learning and I don't have time for cooking and I thought you were going to give us beauty tips about skin and hair. What's the tea on that? Every symptom that we have, you know, whether we're a little bit overweight or whether we have bad skin or whether we have hair loss, as you mentioned, is a sign that our body's not working well as a system. And clean eating is a solution to our system working well. You know, our body is like a bank account and our health needs us to put good things into us so that our body can work at its optimal level. If our body is working at its optimal level, that we wouldn't have bad skin and we wouldn't be, you know, we wouldn't have dry skin and we wouldn't be losing our hair. And most importantly, our brain would be working well where um, we would have a vibrancy and we would have good memory and learning. Mm, harsh, but the honest and kindest truth. Whilst we want a quick fix, functional nutrition is very personalized and it requires us to actively jump in to understand our own bodies and recognize the underlying root cause or deficiency to tackle it directly. 
an ever-necessary journey in self-love and understanding of our very own mechanics. And coming as a survivor of topical steroid withdrawal, taking the time to choose the right foods and getting to enjoy all that I'm eating is the far better trade. But as always, consult your medical professional to guide you on your journey when needed. Last but not least, hold on to this encouraging message from Tammy. I know that nutrition can sound really intimidating. There are so many things to learn and it feels so complicated. I just want to let our students know that your bodies are amazing or your bodies know what to do. Your bodies can heal itself. So if we put good things into it, it really rewards us with everything that we need to do and with everything that we need to be really happy and really vibrant. And um, so, you know, now is the best time as a student. This is the best time when our body is the strongest to make those good deposits and treat it well. And it will save us from hardship and medical bills in the long run as well. We could all definitely benefit from fewer bills and better memory. Speaking of which, continue joining me next Thursday as we take a microscopic dive into the realm of memory. And just before we wrap up, let's end with an absolutely classic and amazing song recommendation. I am recommending a song called I've Got the Power by Snap. <laughs> 